everyone, and welcome back to For the One Podcast with Angelise Danielle. I'm Angelise, and if you are new here and you're wondering what For the One is about, this podcast is aimed for that one person who may need advice, encouragement, just a new perspective in their Christian walk. If that is you, I just want to thank you for being obedient and clicking on this episode, and I pray that God uses me as a vessel in your walk. If you have been supporting this podcast, thank you so much and continue sharing, continue liking, commenting, and letting me know how you guys feel about the podcast. I appreciate it. I love it. And yeah. So for today's episode, we are going to be talking about, we're going to continue the relationship series. Uh, This is about family part two. And we're going to be talking about what it's like serving alone. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and just give you some advice if you are that Christian that serves alone in your home. I am that Christian. If you didn't check out my first part, check it out because I definitely gave you guys some, uh, a little bit of my testimony, what I deal with, and yeah, so go check that out and then come back to this one or watch this one and go back to that one. But yeah, we're going to talk about serving alone. I just giving a little recap of my testimony. I do serve alone in my home. I do have a younger sister who um has been more like wanting to know about God and stuff, but yeah, I am 22 years old and I serve God alone. My family does not serve God. They do have a Christian background, but they don't actively live out their faith. So um, there's that. And we're just going to talk about my experience and how I maintain my faith and what I have had to face, what I face on a daily basis. And we're going to start off with spiritual warfare. It is constant, constant. It doesn't matter if you serve alone, if you're a Christian that has is filled with family with believers. Spiritual warfare is inevitable because we are Christians. We will face persecution. That's not, uh, that's that's not an if. That's a when am I gonna receive it? So, as a Christian who serves in her home alone there are constant open doors that leave access to the world and to demonic things demonic influences and when people hear demonic i don't want you to think like i'm talking like um the devil like with a red face black horns and the staff coming at my door every two seconds or I'm being taunted in my sleep or something that could happen. But when I mean open doors uh, to the demonic, I mean, just, just influences, worldly influence, just things that are not of God have access to my home a lot of the time. And as the only Christian, I am the one who receives the, (laughs) the attack of it all. Sometimes it'll be a, like a verbal attack with where are you or sometimes it's just straight spiritual where I just know like that there's so much division in my home or there's just something not right that I can see in the spirit is not 
correct? So it's it's just a lot of discernment that I, I have to use in my walk daily. And we all do, but in my home especially, I definitely need to have discernment a lot of the time. Something that has helped me keep me sane is my room, my secret place, my place where I meet with God, the, my sanctuary for God where he's invited into my my, like his presence is invited and and it's safe. So I don't want anybody thinking that my home is not safe either. It's just we're talking spiritual, spiritually only. My my home is very safe. It's just spiritually when you live in a place that is not spiritually stable and you are a Christian, there's just a lot more prayer, a lot more fasting, a lot more interceding for your family members that I, that I have to do. And I'm sure if you know what I mean, you understand like there's a lot of uh, battle to be done. So yeah, I'm talking spiritually, like spiritually, God is not the center of my home, but he's the center of my life. So where I am, because he resides in me, and when I pray and and listen, put on worship music, it's just a calm atmosphere. So my advice, first off, is find a place where you can definitely meet with God. I have met with God in the shower, in my closet, just wherever I feel like I need that in, to find that intimacy with God. I go to that place. So sometimes it'll be in the shower. I, like I said, my closet, my bed. Um, and that's really it. That's all I have access to in my home <laughs> for myself. But it's so I like to just make sure that I have that intimate space with God. Um, it just keeps me sane. It Again, like we as Christians, we have to be on top of our faith, especially when we serve alone because there's nobody to really help us keep us accountable and and keep us on top of our spiritual stuff i know in my home i'm not pushed spiritually like oh are you reading your word did you read your word today oh i didn't realize you weren't listening to christian music um is everything okay or have you been praying so i'm not really pushed in the spiritual aspect but and that's totally expected because they don't do it for themselves so i don't expect it to be done for me um another thing is like which kind of like goes with what i just said is there's a lot of easy access to fall because i'm not being pushed in the things of the spirit um i'm kind of the things of the world are kind of always around me and there's just a lot more easier access to fall we all have access to fall not just people who are in a home with unbelievers but when your home has people that don't believe in it there's just so much more access to the world and i don't and unfortunately like that's something that i have had to deal with and um, I, I don't have control over who can be in my home or or like what is allowed in my home. So that there's just, again, spiritually, like there's just a lot of things that give me access to fall in my faith instead of pushing me closer to my faith. Again, totally expected. This isn't a, a bashing my family moment. You know, I, I love my family very much and 
but again, I'm just talking about the spiritual warfare. Like when you are, this is like just like having a community with unbelievers. When you are surrounded by people who like to drink, like to party, you are going to feel more pressure to do those things because these are your friends. These are your influences. They are not pushing you to the things of God. They're pushing you to the things of the world. And therefore your circle will corrupt you to want to do those things. And, um, that's just influence. That's, we are influential beings. We become like who's around us and what they do influences us. So yeah, I just wanted to make it clear. I'm not bashing anybody. This is just spiritually where my family is, unfortunately, but we're going to talk about some more lighter things. So, um, which right now, so what is it like being the light in your home, right? So it's not always easy because I know that for me, my walk is always under scrutiny. So like if I do something, even as a joke, like my parents will be like, oh, that's not very Christian-like or um, wow, Jesus, like Jesus wouldn't approve of that. And they do it jokingly, but <laughs> what we say reveals our heart. And um, when you say it all the time, it's like, okay. (laughs) So I think when you're around non-believers or people who don't actively act out their faith, you are more likely to be judged by how you live out your faith. If you're loving, if you curse, if you do this. And it's a good way to keep me like accountable for my actions, of course. But it's hard when it's in your home, like when you don't, you're not around Christians who understand the struggle and the fact that we all fall. Like, I feel like when you're not actively in your Bible and you're, not, and you are on the outside of Christianity. It's easy to say, oh, but Jesus was perfect and you believe in Jesus. So why aren't you acting like Jesus? But a Christian understands like it's not that I I'm not acting like Jesus. I can't be like Jesus. Like I need Jesus to even reach the father. Like if that if I'm making sense. Right. My point is that there's just a lot of easy judgment like the way that the world judges Christians for how they they react to things or how they do things like there's just like this mindset like a Christian has to be perfect and I feel like me as the only Christian in my home I'm very much likely to be judged by how I do things but on a lighter side like I have I have found that God wants us right? He, of course, wants our families um, to be saved as much as we want them to be saved. Um, But that doesn't mean that God won't use your family to reach you. There have been conversations where I have had my parents, um, where I have had a moment with my parents and told them like how I'm feeling, if I'm a little discouraged. And they'll be like, you know, you got to pray. Like you believe in God, you, you trust in God, right? You have to pray. You have to do what you do. So that's a good thing about them understanding my faith and how strong I am in my faith they remind me like well you say you believe in God then do what you got to do do what you say you always have to do right so I think God will always God will always use whoever's around you to speak to you whenever he needs to and my 
God has most definitely used my parents. My even like the per the parent that I least expected to say this. Like you gotta pray. You have faith. You gotta pray, and um, it's nice. It's really nice to to be recognized by your faith and to be recognized like that yeah like you you stand for this then you gotta keep pushing towards that and i know that not a lot of people have that same understanding with their parents um when it comes to that faith but again like it doesn't mean that god won't use the least likely person to reach you because he will um I've also learned that we're able to learn from our unsaved family the same way that we're able to learn in the world and learn from people that we encounter every day, not just from believer believers. Wow, I just said believers. No, this is not Justin Bieber. We're talking about Jesus. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. Okay, so um, God will allow you to learn from your unsaved family being a christian doesn't make us better than anybody it just makes us saved it gives us access to the father and it gives us access to jesus and to the holy spirit and that doesn't mean that we're better than anybody it just means we have access to god and to his wonderful love and to the things of him and the point of me bringing this up is because just because i'm a christian doesn't make me better or it doesn't make my parents unable to teach me life lessons just because they're not christian and that goes the same for any unbeliever i've learned so many things from so many different people that doesn't mean that i'm just because I'm a Christian that I can't learn from somebody else, you absolutely can because that's what testimony and talking and I've talked to so many people from so many different religions and I respect their views just because they don't agree with Christianity and, and they don't believe. That doesn't mean that they have less to teach me than than the next person, than a Christian. Um, now, I'm not saying like, go find the the next buddhist and ask them about a life question and take their advice or whatever it is um we obviously need discernment but i'm just saying like we we still learn from the people around us believers or non-believers this kind of just goes with my last point that god will use anybody in our community to reach us and we just have to remember like we're not better than anybody at all we should be more humble and and more willing to talk about god and the things of god and try to help people to understand not pressure not force just have conversation and let god do the work right um another thing that i have dealt with with being a Christian that serves alone is dealing with count constant doubt. I think a lot of the life decisions that I have made, whether it be a job or um, what, or I don't know, the school choice, me not wanting to go to a party or me not wanting to drink. Uh, I think that 
a lot of my question, a lot of my life choices become questions for what, what is your motive? And when I say, well, God, God told me not to do something, or, um, I, I know that God is speaking to me and telling me not to act a certain way or to wear something. And it's like, it's constant doubt for what is the source of my choices, because is it really God or is it your boyfriend or is it really God or is it your friends or is it really God and whoever it is, is it somebody else that is influencing you? And it comes from a good place. I I have recognized that, you know, it's just a parent's worry that they, they don't want you to live a life of regret. Um, I know for one of the biggest things was prom. <laughs> I did go to prom and I had so much fun, but I made the decision not to go to after prom. Everybody, all, everybody was going to the club or going to um, drink at a party or whatever. And I made the decision not to do that. And I remember that being so controversial because my mom was like, I just don't want you to be regret anything. And I said, I feel from God. I shouldn't do this. And she was like, are you sure you feel from God? And it again, it doesn't make my mom a bad person. It just, that's where our views went differently. No, I wasn't going. I, I didn't go. And I had a great time at prom. It was so much fun. I had fun with my friends. And then I called it a night. It's not bad to stand for what you believe in and to be strong in your faith. Obviously, that's not bad. But it becomes difficult when you're constantly having to justify your choices because a lot of the time as Christians it's not like God audibly tells us or gives us a a written message saying do this do that like no we read the word we get confirmation we pray we fast and we feel in our spirit like not to do something or to do something and it's like um we have to remember like we're living this life for God and whether people, whether that makes it our parents or our siblings, because it's not just my parents. I mean, I have siblings and they're not believers. And there have been times where I've had to explain why I don't drink because drinking is so culturally accepted in my family. And my personal conviction is I, I don't want to drink. Um, and I've had to explain that like, yeah, I, I don't want to drink. I just feel like it's against it. It goes against it's against my conviction and what I want to do and what I want to put in my body. And it was really hard for my family to understand my decision in that area. But you know what I continue to do is I respect them. I honor them. I pray for them 100 percent. And I listen to sometimes I, I'm not going to lie. I'm transparent. I get an attitude and sometimes it's really hard for me to to um, digest the division of views. But in the end, I come back and I apologize and I say, listen, I respect you as my parents. We just have to agree to disagree and we just don't talk about that topic anymore. Um whether that's the right or wrong way to do it, it's just how my family operates. So if you're dealing with someone who is constantly questioning your 
your decisions and constantly questioning and doubting like your walk with God and and is God really talking to you? I I just say agree to disagree. There're just some things that you can't explain that God wants you to do and you just got to go do it because at the end of the day we have to recognize like we live for God. Honor your parents if they don't want you to do something. I I believe like God will not put you in a position where you're con- like completely disrespecting your family. I don't believe he would unless you're you're going against like your cultural beliefs like from another religion then that's a different story. I don't have experience with that. But um, when you're dealing with a family who understands that you're Christian, but um, you're still young and you have to respect, I don't believe that God will put you in a position that you, first of all, can't handle. And second, that you're going to truly like be like this with, with whoever it is you're arguing with. Um, but you never know. Everybody's, uh, experiences are different. I haven't personally been in a situation where I completely was like, I'm packing myself. I gotta get out of here. And I'm so thankful for that, that my parents do have some understanding to my lifestyle because if it would, I would have not been home if that was the case, if they didn't like, if they weren't understanding. But this kind of goes into my next um, point about boundaries. And, you know, we have to create boundaries with those around us. I am such a boundaries-driven person. As I got older and I started to really see people in the psychology field, like just see people like on talk about boundaries and, and just how important it is to respect, like, kids boundaries i realized like a lot of my growing up especially as a christian a lot of the things that i had problems with was my boundaries were never respected and as i got older i started to make those boundaries but because i'm not pushed spiritually i don't make it a point to turn to my parents for spiritual help because i know that they aren't spiritually firm and they they don't have the understanding completely of how God works because they haven't been in it in so long. And um, I, I think I've just came, we've, me and my family have come to this natural consensus of we have different worldviews. You believe in this, you believe in this. We have certain conversations and sometimes I just drop the conversation. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know, you just have to have those boundaries where it's like, okay, this is off limits to talk about and this is on limits to talk about. Um, boundaries are not bad. They're not disrespectful. It's just you respect them. They respect you. I know that this is really hard for the older generation to to digest that kids deserve respect, but we do. <laughs> and I wish that that were normalized in the older generation because it would have definitely created a lot more healthy relationships. But, um, you know, the biggest boundary is I understand that my parents don't understand and they understand that I don't rely on them spiritually. And I think we're okay with that because they understand like I'm pretty much firm 
in my faith. I'm not, I'm not going to be shaken. And I think when that kind of settled in their head, they were just like, okay, you know, this is just who she is. (laughs) It is what it is. Uh, definitely was challenged when I first started to walk out in my faith and especially my boundaries were challenged. But when you start to assert and prayer is key, by the way, um, without prayer, without my relationship with God, I wouldn't have been as strong as I was because it was very hard, very hard to come like to bump heads with the people that you love. But nevertheless, I'm here and I have a podcast. My last point that I really want to stress and something that God has freed me from uh, pretty recently, I had this burden as a young child, well, not young child, as, as an early Christian, as a baby Christian, I was actually told in my walk at one point that I was the reason that my family was not saved. And I think that was really hard for me because um, you don't want that on your shoulders, especially as a 16, 17 year old. And um, it was very sensitive. I I took it very hard and I carried that for years. (laughs) I mean, it's 2021. That was told. I'm 22 right now. That was told when I was like 16, 17. And to be told that you're the the reason that someone lost their salvation, that's a heavy burden. And that was the enemy 100%. I mean, that's not true at all. And I just want to say, like, if you feel that burden of, like, your whole family is not saved and that you are struggling with your with seeing your family being unsaved, especially me having my family been in the church and they left to feel like it's your fault or to feel like someone like God blames you for that. I just want to free you from that. That is 100% the lie of the enemy. Salvation is individual. And there's this thing that the old school Christians used to say where it's like, if you're not saved, then you're not doing, if you're not, if you're saved and your family is not saved, then you're not doing Christianity right. And that is not true. And it boils my blood because that is such a condemning statement because it's not us that has the power to change the heart. It's the Holy Spirit. It's God. And when you take on that burden of south oh oh i'm the cause of my family um not being saved oh my gosh like i have to do something when i was told that i would try to have conversations with my family i would try to kind of push christianity on them which is why earlier i said don't push don't pressure because that pushes people away That makes people be like, why are you all up in my grill pushing me about Jesus? You can talk about love. You can talk about how much about God, what he's done for you. But that doesn't change the heart. It's the Holy Spirit that changes the heart. And being told that you're the reason is such a condemning statement. It's so condemning. And I want you to know that you are not the reason. If you were told that, if you feel that burden, it's not you. 
that does the saving. It's God. What we do, we are the vessels in the kingdom. We are not the ones who do the heart changing. We are not the ones who do the saving. It is the Holy Spirit that changes the heart, that softens the heart and and brings that revelation to us of who God is, the love of Jesus. Um, and I feel like when people start to to say like, oh, you're the cause of your family leaving. It's like, how am I the cause? I I didn't tell them to leave. <laughs> I didn't do anything. What I'm saying and why I shared that is because I just feel like a lot of us feel burdened when the people around us don't turn to God and they are faced with that mindset that old school mindset of if you aren't if you're a christian and you live if and you live a true christian lifestyle then the people around you should sense a difference and should want to be christian too and it's like that's not how god works because if that was the case then jesus would have had so many more people and not just 12 disciples and really 11 because judas still turned on jesus the point is is like we can sit here and do and talk and tell people as much as we want like yeah jesus is the king and and he's the lord of lords and we love him and he's he loves us he died on the cross for our sins but if they don't want to believe if they don't want to give their life i mean i always say this i you guys are probably like i know angie i already know what you're about to say jesus told his own family his hometown his homies from the block said if you cannot fully devote your life to me then don't serve me turn around don't even try it that's a paraphrase but the point is is like jesus could have had millions of people if they if it was all about the talk and all about the walk but that's not how man works like that's not how salvation works you have to be willing you have to be teachable you have to be open to accepting christ open to seeing that truth and if the holy spirit has not touched your heart yet or or moved you to accept christ and to be a christian then it doesn't matter who you're surrounded with there are people who have been muslim that have told me hey angie like you're so different you're such a good person and i and i'll openly say yeah like i believe in jesus i'm a christian that doesn't make them drop their muslim beliefs and say okay uh, angie's different i want to be like her I'm not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying that it hasn't happened because that's not how God works. God is the ter- the changer of hearts. He does not just um he's not just a pretty name or pretty belief. Like it is real and it is a devotion. It is a life a sacrificial lifestyle and that doesn't guarantee our family to be believers. That doesn't guarantee our family to be unsaved that doesn't mean that they won't be unsaved or or i'm sorry that they won't be saved or that 
that God won't do the work that I'm praying that he does in my family. I I have faith, but I don't have the burden that if I do die or if God does come tomorrow, I don't I'm not going to heaven and apologizing that my family isn't saved because salvation's individual. He's not going to go to Angie and be like, "Hey Angie, your family is not saved. Sorry. Get get to hell." Like God isn't doing that. He had, we all have to take account for what we do on this earth. And I have am a living testament to my faith. I mean, I believe I have, I have a whole podcast about my faith and my walk with God, but that doesn't mean that people are just going to drop what they like drop their lifestyle just because I'm talking on a podcast about God. That's not how God works. And um, he's a God of order and he's a perfect God. He does things in his perfect timing. And sometimes it's just not the right timing. Sometimes we need to learn a few lessons before we can truly devote ourselves. Sometimes we have to go through some things in life to really truly understand the things of God. Every, like, it's just a reminder that every single test that we go through is the intent of our faith and character being matured. And as a believer, everything that I have encountered with my family, it is a testament and it it has shaped me to be a stronger Christian. I think I made it clear that you are not the cause. And if you feel like you have that burden on you, we're going to pray right now for freedom because I feel like the enemy has a lot of people so like wrapped up in other people's salvation and it makes you feel like you're not doing enough, but it's like, All we can do is be a vessel and we let God do the rest. That's exactly what this podcast is for. It's it's meant not for me to gain millions of people to look at me and for me to receive the glory. It's for God to use me to reach that one person who may just need like who may need help or a reminder of God's character and that he loves us and that he's not sitting here condemning us the way the world does. So we're going to pray. So, Father, I give you the people across the screen and in the audio. And I ask, Lord, for freedom over their lives, freedom from burden, freedom from guilt and shame, freedom from just feeling like they are not doing enough in your kingdom. And I just pray, God, that for the family members that are unsaved, and that you will intervene, my God, in their lives, and that you will use us as vessels, my God, and that and use us as testimonies, Lord. I pray, God, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, my God, and that we will continue to do the work, my God, in your kingdom, that we will serve you faithfully, and that no matter what happens to those around us, Lord, that we will constantly look to you for guidance. And I just pray, God, that you help us to be better warriors, my God. Help us to go better into battle for our family, Lord. Allow us to have the strength to fast and intercede, my God. And I just pray, Lord, that you break and bind and loose the people who feel shame, my God, who feel like they are just a failure, that they're failing your your kingdom by not helping their family get saved, God. But I pray that you instill that reminder that it is not us, but it is you that changes the hearts. And so we thank you, Lord, for your 
spirit, for your presence, and for your truth, God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So, thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for supporting. I hope and I pray that you guys receive some eye-opener and that you guys are just filled with God and that you receive freedom from whatever it is that you may have been feeling with your family, with being the only person serving. And I just pray that you guys, I hope that you guys just gain something from this. So thank you guys so much. I will see you next week uh, for my 11th episode. Oh, today was number 10, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm so tired. So thank you guys again. Um, don't be afraid to DM me. Don't be afraid to reach out if you need anything, prayer, advice, just someone to vent to. My DMs are open. And yeah, continue sharing. Continue um, letting me know how you guys are liking the podcast so far. And yeah, so thank you so much for watching. And I will see you in the next one. Bye.